Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 212, 212. I have a guest for you today. <gasps> yeah, I do. She is one of my dear friends. She is at my table. This woman is inspiring. She is inspiring. I love her. She's one of the coolest women I know. Kitty Blomfield. Kitty and I first connected, I think it's like three or four years ago now online. And we've been on each other's podcasts multiple times. We chat several times a week via WhatsApp. Uh, We are at each other's tables I got to meet Kitty in real life, uh, in the flesh, last November when I was in Australia. Uh, And she's just so inspiring. What she's achieved in her life and in her business. Uh, She's someone you want at your table. Plus, she is effing funny. And speaking of effing, (laughs) it's Kitty Blomfield. So I'm going to give you a swear word warning, although I'm not sure you really need it because you know that this gal loves to swear. So there are quite a few F's in the podcast episode. So please mind little human's ears. Um... But one day, over several long voice messages, because that's how we communicate, funny thing, Kitty listens to all of her messages on time and a half, like 1.5 times. And actually, Cass and I were talking to someone the other day, and they listened to all of their audiobooks on 1.5 times. Cass and I thought that was crazy. That... And then I tried it one time on WhatsApp, listening to a message on 1.5 times. And like, I can't handle it. Like, that's way too fast for me. And I can't imagine trying to listen to a podcast or an audiobook on 1.5 times. And I feel like if it's like a book or something that you want to listen to, why would you listen to it on 1.5 times? <laughs> oh, the world is so fast paced. And yes, I totally get there are things that we could do to make to make things maybe more efficient or more effective but I don't know I'm kind of old school that way of like I want all my things to be on one speed I don't want any AI writing any of my emails or my messages or doing any of my work because I want it to be me uh, and I don't know I'm old school that way, but one day over several long voice messages, we decided to call record this podcast on this topic, uh, taking ownership and asking yourself what's possible. Kitty and I, we share the same worldview and belief systems when it comes to creating the body and the life that we want. And I really wanted to put Kitty in the hot seat to talk about why we need to be better at taking ownership of our choices and our lives, how we can take more responsibility and how to overcome our fear so we can see what's possible for ourselves and our lives. 
Kitty talks about her limiting beliefs uh, and what she's going through in her life right now. And she also talks about how she makes decisions in her life. Uh, It was a really cool conversation. I love talking to Kitty. I could talk to her for hours and I'm really excited to see her again in November. But yeah, I don't think she needs any more of an intro, really. Uh, So Warrior Woman, enjoy this divine, very fun conversation with one of my dear friends, Kitty Blomfield, on taking ownership and asking yourself what's possible. We're live. <laughs> we just talked for about half an hour, but we better press play, better press record. We did. We just spoke for half an hour. Yeah. That's where all the really juicy stuff was yeah. that you missed out on. <laughs> Don't worry, Kitty will just say it anyway because, you know, she's got no filter. (laughs) Kitty Blumfield, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so looking forward to chatting with you because Amy and I, we chat in WhatsApp, send these long voice messages. She actually sings to me usually at the start for about three minutes. (laughs) She's actually quite a good singer, Amy. I feel like you could. I'm not, I'm not joking when I say that. I'm not taking the piss. You actually can sing. Mm. I think. Well, I think Carson would disagree with you very much. And <laughs> I think you've got a great voice. Yeah, I feel like if I practiced it, like if I went and got a voice coach and got taught how to like sing or how to hold a note or whatever they call it, reach a note or whatever, I could probably be okay with it. I've got good projection, yeah. uh, but I definitely don't, um, I'm not very great with the tones and I'm not very great with uh, remembering the lines to the song. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, that's all right. It's much better than me. <laughs> I, uh, a couple of your last reels have been singing reels and I think you should just do the singing without the voiceover. (laughs) Terrible. I've got a terrible voice. It's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Kitty and I chat all the time on WhatsApp. We send long. Tell them how you do the intros to your messages. Go on, do it. (laughs) Should I do it? Do it, do it, do it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, hello lover. I see, you know, that's exactly how she does it. And I laugh like this every time, every time you play, I play it, it just makes me laugh. It's so good. I love it. I love seeing everyone else like that or am I special or is that how you text message everyone? Well, I don't send a lot of messages. I don't send a lot of voice messages. No, but you're the one I, I sing to the most, I think. Yeah. Good. I don't feel special. I don't feel like, you know, just slapping that shit all over the town to everyone. You no. know? <laughs> They're just for you because I know how much you enjoy them. I do. And I play them to Craig and he laughs as well. Yeah. And normally when you're listening to them, it is your actual morning. So <laughs> It is. Yeah. It's like uh, here's the podcast coming, incoming podcast. Yeah, they're like so long. Mine are usually long to you. They like, are. Get a cup of tea, the biscuits, or listen to this one. I love it though. I absolutely yeah. love them. Yeah. Yeah, I love the voice messages too because it feels like you're just having a conversation. Yes. 
Yes. And in one of those voice messages, one day, one time over the last, I don't know, couple of weeks, we were thinking of some podcast topics, some things to talk about. Uh, We've got a few things for you. (laughs) We've got, uh, we're going to talk about ownership and responsibility. Uh, We might talk about comparison uh, and we'll just see where else the conversation goes. Mm. And one one thing that we and you know yeah and I'm just I just I just say it you know I just say things. Amy was messaged me one day. Anyone who's listening to this who follows her will know that she did this amazing photo shoot with her partner Carson, and she looked incredible. You looked so incredible. I remember set, you sending the photos to me. I was showing Craig, and you know Craig's like, oh, I tell you what Craig said. <laughs> My friends and people, um, but she just looked incredible and so sexy and just. Yeah, you just looked so good, Amy. Like, did you feel so good doing it? Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. such so a cool experience. Yeah, you looked so amazing. Anyway, so she posted um, a photo from the photo shoot and she had a heap of people unfollow her and she messaged me and I said, oh, it's really interesting, you know, sometimes if I, because sometimes I just post random half-naked pictures, you know, just I guess what I when I post them, because one woman messaged me and said, Oh, I'm, you know, basically this wasn't her exact words, but, you know, this is just a cry for help and I'm just offended by this. And, you know, like I thought it might stop after you, you know, had the breast, because I had the breast surgery and I just shared the progress, covered the nipples because otherwise bloody Instagram will pull the photos down. And I felt like saying, oh, for fuck's sake, it's just a body. They're just boobs. Like everyone fucking has them. And, you know, it just, we had a really interesting conversation about, you know, why women get triggered by this. And I was telling Amy that I've been doing a bit of work with my friend Greta. Um, she's been on my podcast heaps. She's incredible. So she helped me through the whole baby TTC journey. And then now I've been doing some work with her. Um, and she's just really helped me understand emo- my emotions and process them and why things are triggering me. And it's really helped me get super honest with myself about things. And I just gave Amy an example because, like, I don't get triggered when I see other women's bodies because I appreciate other women of all sizes um, and shapes and I will always compliment women on something that I think is great about them, whether it be it could be, like, something to do with how they look or it could just be something to do with how they are as a person. Like I'll often say to someone if I meet them, I'm like, I just love your energy. Like, you've got the most incredible energy. I just love you. Like, just whatever. That's just an example. So it's not necessarily to do with what they look like or, you know, you're such a kind person or, you know, you're so engaging, whatever. Anyway, I was saying to Amy that in the past, you know, I would sometimes look at other influences or entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, and something would trigger me about their posts, something that they were writing. And I really had to sit back and go, and then I would start to think bitchy thoughts about them. And so I really sat back and I was like, well, what, why do you feel like this, Kitty? What, what is below this? And it was just because I was jealous <laughs> because I was, they were further ahead than me, you know, they're more successful than me. And so I stopped myself and instead of thinking those bitchy things about them, I liked their post, I commented on it and gave them support and then I kept moving forward. Because I think, you know, like if, you know, if, and, I, and I get it, you know, like I used to be in a place where I hated my body and I was insecure about my body and maybe I would look at other women's bodies and it would make me feel insecure about myself. So I think, you know, like because Amy is a great person and she is 
No, no. I mean, this like is in like she's not just one of you know. There's some influence I think out there. Just all they do is paste fucking naked photos, you know, like <laughs> which is fine. They can do that. But Amy posts a lot of amazing content, and she's so inspiring, and she really has a good heart. She's trying to help women, you know, build a better relationship with their bodies and their training, which then is going to flow into the, into their life. Um, but she also looks fucking good too. She's hot. You know, and her body is a reflection of how she lives her life and she eats lots of food and she trains hard and, you know, she's happy in her skin. So, you know, like if you're looking at her and getting triggered by a photo and unfollowing her because she's posted this photo in her underwear, I think, oh, you've just lost, you've lost this amazing person from your life. Maybe you should sit back and ask yourself, why is it so triggering to me? Mm. And just dig deeper. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, when you were, you know, can you talk a little bit about what really helped you move from what sounds like this place of comparison and like competition and you feeling like not enough, not doing enough, not being enough into this place of, you know, more using them as inspiration, being inspired by by them, seeing what's possible because, you, you're very successful, Kitty. You've created, you know, three amazing businesses. You're so strong. You've created this amazing body. And so can you just talk a little bit about what helped you move from? Because I think a lot of women really struggle with comparison. Like yeah. I'm, you know, I see this, see this woman and then I'm not enough and I'm comparing to her. Uh, whereas, you know, I feel like, we need to really look at look at these women and go want to go and sit at the table with them, like want to be in a room with them, want a voice message over WhatsApp with them because they're inspiring about what they do. What was helpful for you? Well, maybe I could just share something now that I've been working on now because I'm really okay with being vulnerable and being open. So one thing I think that I've working with Greta's really helped me is that. I have this thing and I don't know where it's come from, like must be my childhood or something happened where I worry that I'm not smart enough and that I'm not good enough. And so, you know, often I'll like for this is just an example. So like Craig heads up the coaching in our business. So he's always like, not always, but he's loves to read studies and he's very in the nitty gritty and the technical and like, you know, you're a dietitian and you were talking about Libby and you and Leela, you guys, like I really admire you for many reasons, but you're all very intelligent. Like I must value intelligence. There must be something that happened to me when I was, you know, it's not that I don't think that I'm not intelligent, but I, my role in the business is not, it has never been to, I've never been a coach. You know, that's not what I studied. I never did that. But I had this thing about, oh, my God, I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. And one thing working with Greta is actually just admitting that, admitting about what my deepest, darkest fear is, is that I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, but then realising that that's not my superpower. My superpower is my ability to connect with people and my energy and to pull people along with me because we already have Craig doing that in the business. We don't need another person. You know, we have Vic, who's our operations manager, who's got another incredible skill set, you know, that I don't have. And she's very intelligent. I would say she's definitely smarter than me. But it's not just intelligence that is going to build a successful business. So I really think what helped me was admitting my deepest, darkest 
fears and then going, okay, all right, well, it's not that you're fucking stupid because you're not. <laughs> but, again, that's not your superpower. And then looking at other women because I just know how I want to feel in relationships and, you know, I, that's why I think I'm so, like, open and I compliment other women on things that I like about them. And it may, like I said, it's not always physical because there's much more to someone than physically how they look. But I think I think if you can just get really vulnerable with yourself, like be vulnerable and admit and you can say to yourself, like, maybe I just don't like my body right now. I, you know, I'm sick of feeling like just say the fucking words. <laughs> And then, you know, then it might be, okay, well, what am I going to do about it? You know, like all of us, we teach women about how to, you know, build a strong, healthy body, but in a healthy and sustainable way. And then you can actually take the action that's required to get to to where you want to be. And you may never, you know, like we're athletes, right? So I just don't think every woman wants to spend as many years as us training, lifting heavy, but get to a place where you're happy, you know, and I don't know what that looks like, but yeah, I don't know. That's just what really helped me is just being so honest with myself about, what what the fear is and what I actually truly thought and then realizing that well you aren't you are intelligent <laughs> you know you may not like reading studies <laughs> but you know like it's all right that's not what your strength is just going yeah. with strength you know because yeah, we're this- all different things I think you know we all have different strengths yeah kitty there's you know I I think that's a really important piece because I, you know, I'm a big fan of viewing like life with people lead us powerfully or lead, you know, certain pieces of like your business better than you can, for for example. And I think like being okay with that and and understanding that. So for example, you know, I remember a few years ago talking to my business coach about finances and money and it's never really been, you know, uh, I've never really had like a powerful relationship with money. I just earned enough to train and live how I wanted to. But like Mm -hmm. it doesn't excite me, yeah, the financial side. And I remember sitting with John and he's like, okay, well, why doesn't Carson lead you in that? Like if Carson loves the financial side of the business and he's really interested in like investing and shuffling money and like managing the money and looking after like getting the accountants to do what they need to do, like let him lead you in that. And that's how, you know, when you were just speaking before, Craig leads one arm of the business because that's his superpower, like you said. That's what he's really good at. You lead another arm of the business because that's what you're really good at. And it's, and I think that's the way that we create powerful businesses, powerful lives, is that just having people at our table that mm. have certain strengths that can make our lives better or make our businesses better. And it's, mm. I think so many of us get stuck in this place of, and especially a lot of women, wanting to do it all. I should mm. be able to do it all. Yeah, I should be reading the studies. I should be, you know, understanding this. And it's like, well, no, because what if we just pull someone in to lead us? And I think I see this a lot with the work that we do, women feeling like they should just be able to do it by themselves. Like I should just be able to train, you know, I should just be able to follow a program. I should just be able to follow the diet. And it's not, you know, and this is why I'm not a fan of just someone just following a program. I truly believe most of the women that need, we work with need to be led. 
Mm. through that because they're busy leading so many other people in their lives that they've kind of forgotten how to lead themselves. And so they need someone to lead them through that. Uh, And I don't know. What do you think about? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that a lot of women just really don't know what to do either because they've spent so many years jumping from quick fix diet to quick fix diet. Like they get on calls with me and they say, Kitty, I'm just so confused. I don't even know what to eat anymore. I don't know how to train to get the body that I want. Then they also need the accountability and support because it's so easy at that stage, I think, to just, especially with the women that have kids, is to put themselves last. So, you know, they might go, I'm just not going to turn up to training this week or I'm just not going to do my meal prep. But when they know they have to check in with their coach and they've got that accountability, it does force you to do it. And I always use this example, like I always ask them, all right, like this is an example of external accountability turning into an internal habit. So when you're a kid, did your parents ask you to brush their teeth? They're like, yeah. I said, did they have to ask you and ask you? And they said, yeah. I said, do you just do it now without thinking? They're like, yes. I said, well, that's the example of what coaching is because right now you are not that person. You know, you haven't, you know, put the the habits in place. You haven't changed your behaviours and you've done the same thing. Like some of these women for 20 years, I did the same thing for 17 years. So you need that accountability and support. And what I see at the at the other end of the, our program, probably your program too, for however long they're in it, is that we teach them the basic skills and the fundamentals and give them the knowledge so that they can get the results and then sustain it. And then we hold them accountable, make them show up for themselves long enough for them to actually become that person who does their food prep every week, who turns up to training most of the time. Like sometimes, you know, you don't train um, for whatever reason, but, you know, they have become this person so they don't need that accountability, that constant accountability and support. And then, you know, they just stay in our program because they love the training, like the programming. Like I'm not a coach. I don't know how to write training programs. I could probably do it if I had to sit there and do it, but I enjoy having Craig and I go and see my coach once a week um you know to train because he pushes me too harder than I would push myself um so I think you know once you actually get the basics down pat and then you are doing it and you've become that person then you probably just I like to have a coach just because I want to learn too you know like in our business we always have had a business coach you know this last couple of years we've spent an exorbitant amount of money on the highest level business coach we ever have but we just want to go to new levels in our business so you know I just I enjoy learning and growing um, and I just think, or sometimes just having that person there just to bounce off, you know, when you're feeling a bit shit or you've, you know, I just, I hear Craig talking to clients or our coaches talking to clients and they might've had a bad week, you know, where they've just eaten some meals off the plan. They've had some drinks, they've skipped some training sessions. They're feeling a bit flat and they just talk to their coach and their coach reminds them that it's okay to start fresh tomorrow. You know, and sometimes you just need that, um, you need that and you're only human. Like even with Greta, it's sometimes I, because she says to me like, you're the sort of person who wants to conquer everything and you're hard on yourself and you want to like get there. And with this emotional work, she'll sometimes say to me, you remember you're only human. You are still going to have these emotions, but what's important is that you like you've learned how to process them and you don't try and overthink it and you understand where they come from and you have a different reaction now. Like mm-hmm. I might have had a meltdown before, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Could you just talk us through with the example that you just gave us before around, you know, the the story that you tell yourself is like, I'm not smart enough. Mm. Uh, and then so the first step, the work with Greta is just saying that out loud, like that dark shadow side. And then yep. 
what what else are you working on to to move through that that you found really helpful because I'm sure a lot of women feel like that yeah like I'm not good enough smart enough beautiful enough strong yeah. enough pretty enough um and then saying that out loud you found really helpful and then again yeah. it's kind of coming back to someone's helping you through this <laughs> so yeah, exactly. leading right. you through, yeah emotional stuff like the interesting thing about it is that like uh, my emotions have never stopped me from taking action ever so it's not been a problem however sometimes like and I think and just learning from Greta a lot of things come from relationships with people like I I must have an attachment style like she said to me maybe when you're and she's not saying this is what happened but she's saying I see a lot of women with your attachment style is that your mother wasn't emotionally available to you and I'm like oh I can't really think about like I try to think about my childhood and whether or not that was true but she's like don't think about it too much I don't want to put something in your head but that's just what I see um and I think for a long time like when I think about my past and what I did was you know sleeping with all these men and wanting validation from men to say that I was beautiful and that my body was amazing and that they wanted to fuck me and you know that validated me because I just never felt like I was enough Mm. and this work that I've done with her has just made me I think focus more on my superpower and what are because you're not going to be good at everything like you know like are you? I don't think, you know, but focusing more on what are my strengths, you know, what is great about me? Um, and, you know, then like you say, having these other people in the business that, uh, you know, like Vic, like Vic's just got so many amazing, you know, such an amazing skill set and she's so good with all the numbers. And I actually feel relieved. I'm like, oh, thank fuck I don't have to do that anymore. You know, I'm just like so I'm still across it. Like it's not like I'm not across what's happening financially in our business, but I'm not in the nitty-gritty. And I'm happy about that because that allows me to focus on what I'm really, really good at. And, you know, I feel like it's just this energy thing. You know, like when I'm when I'm in alignment, my energy I can I can feel it, and I'm better at connecting with people. And you know, it, and I've just sort of come to this place in my life. I'm like, hey, everything's happening for a reason. You know, like even at times when you when it's shit's going pear shaped, and you think, oh, this is like terrible. What's happening is terrible. It's happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and just now, even though I'm still doing the same things, I just feel better, and I'm much more in alignment. But I also think too, like if you want a better life. If you want a better body, if you want a better job, go out there and get it. Like you can't sit there and, you know, because I also think that you can manifest things and you can change the trajectory of your life and what you want, but it requires also work. You know, Mm. it's just not about all thinking about it's going to fucking happen, you know, but what does that, so my, this is how I think about things. All right. What is it that I want in my life? What do I want my life to look like? You know, where am I now? I'm at A, I want to get to B, you know, well, what's the gap? Like, is it knowledge? Is it that I need to work on myself? What is it? Is it, and then I just find a coach, work with them, do what they say and get the result. Like it just doesn't have to be that difficult. That's what I think. But maybe women will listen to this and think that, you know, it's, I mean, look, I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult because it is. Like this journey with Greta, there have been sessions where I've got on and sobbed and it's been so hard and I've said to her, I just have had thoughts about I don't want to keep going with this because it's too hard. But then in my mind I think I, I always think about what's the possibility. 
Like, where do I want to get? Imagine, and now I'm at, now I've come past that real, really hard bit. Oh my God, I'm so glad I kept going. I'm so glad I didn't quit. You know, I'm so happy that I, and I'm not saying there won't be more roadblocks and hurdles because, you know, this is a journey. It's not like you have to, I think if you're always thinking, oh, if I get to be, I'll be happy. I am happy now. I am happy, but I do enjoy progression, but I do enjoy every day getting up, like doing things like this with you, working with women, building our business, hitting my strength training numbers in the gym. You know, it's all part of the journey. It's exciting. But, you know, I just, I also think you've only got one life. Oh, God, like my worst fear is regret. I would rather fuck things up and fail and trying than in 10 years' time look back and think, I've just fucking hated my body for 10 years. I've felt, I'm just going to say these words because it's what women say to me. I'm fat. I hate my body. I, I can't sleep. My cycles are terrible. I'm so exhausted and think I spent 10 years feeling like this when I could have just, yes, it's hard along the way. I'm not saying it's going to be not hard, but like if you just, you can do it. <laughs> I've seen it not only in my own life and body, but women in our program, you know, like they, and it gives me goosebumps every time I do a podcast with someone. I'm like, oh my God, this is so incredibly life-changing. And I just want every woman to like live their best life and achieve their dreams and get their dream. Not saying that you need to have your dream, man. But for me, because I fucked all these guys for so long and just was desperately wanting someone to love me and find that person. And I, when I finally realised, like, fuck, Kitty, you've got to stop this pattern of behaviour and got all these books and did whatever. And then I met Craig. You know, I got the man of my dreams. You know, I fixed my body image issues. You know, I fixed my health issues. I built, have built these businesses with some amazing people, like amazing business partners. Um, you know, so I think I believe that you can have what you want in your life. You can, but you need to admit to yourself and be vulnerable and just, like, just fucking say it. <laughs> it's not that hard. Like, you will feel better when I, like, I remember when I worked through the baby stuff with Greta, when we got to the pointy end of it, I was just, like, so distressed. And when I admitted to her why, because I was like, I'm a fucking failure. I'm a woman and I can't have a baby and all these women around me are having babies and I can't do it. I'm the leader of this program that's all about health and fertility, not about specifically fertility, but part of being healthy is being fertile and I can't can't do this. Everyone's going to judge me. Mm. I don't fail. I fail, but I eventually get there. Like what are people going to think of me when I finally was like and I just sobbed and sobbed and I let it all out and all the judgment of myself and what other people, I finally could realise what I truly wanted and not be afraid of what people think. So I think you've just got to be honest with yourself and then willing to face whatever it is that that's stopping you, that roadblock from getting to where you want to be. But it's so worth it. And the ownership, like we talk about extreme ownership, because I think it's like, you know, things will happen to you in your life that are out of your control but you can, re- you, can, you can take ownership of how you react. You know, like a lot of women will come into our program Oh, there's a women that don't do this, but just there's every excuse as to why it's their relationship, it's their partner, it's, you know, their mum died their whole life and have set them up with this, which is shit, you know. Like I don't ha- I didn't experience that, so I'm lucky. But there's a lot of women whose mums have, you know, just been such a poor example. But you can choose to be different. You can choose it. Or you can sit there and you can think about, like, every reason as to why you can't. And then it just gives you power away. You don't have the power anymore to make the choice. And it's so like, I don't even know if unempowering is a word. <laughs> it's probably not. But 
when you actually sit there and you can, it's not that you can't acknowledge what happened to you was shit. <laughs> That's part of it, I think, too, is not trying to suppress the feelings and go like, you know, my mum was a serial dieter and she made me feel like that I was never good enough and my weight was never good enough. And you can say that and feel it and cry and process the emotion, but then you can go, but I'm going to choose to be different and take your power back and do something about it. Um, and again, like I say, like Amy and I talk about this journey will be difficult, but everything, anything in life worthwhile is going to be challenging. You just got to train yourself to be a bit more gritty Build that, you know, commitment muscle. Just every time something, you know, instead of quitting, just fail forward, you know, pick yourself up and keep going. And you'll you'll eventually realise, like, it, it will build your resilience. And Greta talks about this with me, like this emotional muscle. You're building it. You're building it. And it does work. You just have to keep going. Um, and I think, too, like a lot, I mean, I don't really like being in pain. I, I'm driven, like, I'm driven because of the possibility, but I also don't, I didn't like feeling so um like a slave to my emotions and that's why I have been doing this work with Greta because even though it didn't stop me from achieving what I wanted I didn't like how it made me feel so I don't know sorry I'm just rambling on a bit now you're not rambling at all it was um one thank you so much for sharing and you're just your inspiring speaker, you know, that belongs on a TED stage. <laughs> no, it really does. That's one of my big goals one day to stand on um, TED. I'll totally, I'll totally come and watch you, Amy, yeah. speak on stage. Yeah, that's been you're a goal. You'll get it. You're a great speaker. Yeah. It's um. okay, so you just said I have the emotions, but I do it anyway. Just talk about that. Like, is it uh, is it fear and judgment that really sits under that? Like, is that what you're feeling? Are you afraid? Or Some, you... sometimes I think it just depends on what it is. You know, like like for example, and because we our business now, we're trying to you know push it to the next level. So part of that is doing more PR work which means doing radio interviews and like we writing press releases. And again, it comes back to my, I'm fearful that I'm not good enough and I'm not smart enough, you know? And, you know, I don't like, as I'm just comparing myself to Craig, cause that's just in our business. Like he understands thing at a, at like the technical stuff at a much deeper level than me because he's in it every day doing it. Um, and so I worry, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't understand it at a deep enough. He's like, you understand it enough, Kitty. <laughs> He's like, you don't need to understand a deep level. You don't need to be referencing studies. You know, you just need to get out there and speak from your heart and be you because that's what women are drawn to is they're drawn to you. And then they can come in and they can work with us in the coaching team and we'll, you know, get into the nitty gritty with them. Um, so I, in my mind, even though I was scared to do it, I thought, well, what do I want more? I want to grow our businesses. I have this vision for us in 10 years, you know, and like if I don't like level up and just do this now, we're not going to get there. And that's, I, I want that. I want that for us. And I want to grow our business and I want to help more women and I enjoy it. So I'm like, well, you just got to do it. And I always ask myself, what's the worst that's going to happen? Are you going to die? You're not going to die. So if I'm not going to die, I just do it anyway. And I'd be honest. Like this, like I'm just speaking honestly about my fears and insecurities because I think everyone has them. 
you know, I don't have to know everything. If I don't, if someone asked me a question on a podcast or an interview and I don't know it, I would just say, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. What I'm hearing is that you have a really clear vision. Like you have a clear vision for your life. You have a clear vision for the business. And then what you're doing is, well, one, you've got energy because of all the stuff that you've learned, all the stuff that you teach, energies bringing energy in and your food and your sleep and your stress management is like a fundamental piece uh Mm. then you've got like a team of people around you you've got your table your support system your team you pull in people when you feel like you need support in certain areas and I'm sure there's like plans and strategies that get created to make these steps to move forward and then Yes, you're you're saying the how you feel out loud, but you're you're just going to move through it anyway. And I mm. think all of those pieces are all the pieces that we really need when it comes to like our health and our body and train like training and energy. Like if you think about what Kitty's just spoken about, she's clear on her vision. You need a vision. Like what do you want for your life? <laughs> how do you want to feel? What do you want to do um, for your body, for your relationships, for your business, your career? And once you're clear on the vision, then you need energy because it's going to take a lot of energy to get there, to build it. Uh, so then you need all the food stuff, all the stress management stuff. Uh, basically, you need to look at your reality and be like, well, is my reality supporting my vision of where I want to go? If it's not, well, then we need to start changing that. And mm. then the third thing Kitty's speaking about is that you need people around you. Like she ain't doing it alone. She's got business partners. She's got Craig. She's got Vic. She's pulling in Greta when she needs to. She's worked with many other coaches that she's spoken about on her podcast before and on social media. When there's a gap, she just like goes to the gap, gets the person to help her fill the gap, get the knowledge, get the tools. So then she can just keep moving towards her vision. And I think for a lot of women, if you're, out there and you're listening and you're feeling really stuck when it comes to I'm low on energy I don't feel strong I don't I don't like the way that I look or the way that I feel in my body those steps are really powerful to help you um, get where you want to go and do you know what I think also Amy is like obviously now we're a lot more financially stable you know because we've been doing this for a while and you know businesses are a certain place but at the start when we were investing in business coaching, I remember when we opened a gym and it was losing money and our business coach was $750 a week and we were like, fuck, where are we going to get that money? But we did it. We found it and we did it and we grew. And I think, you know, uh, investing in a coaching program will cost you money. I, I just believe that women to start with, to start with once to, while they're learning all these fundamentals, you need the coaching. I just see the most exceptional transformations like you would too in your program because you have the same sort of thing as us is that's what you need because it's not a cookie cutter approach. It's customized to you. Like we apply the same overarching principles and concepts to everyone, but how we apply them to each individual and then make adjustments along the way is super specific because everyone is different. Their bodies are different. Their life is different. So it allows for that customization and that accountability and support. And yes, it will be an investment. But I always say to women, I'm like, all right, let's say in 18 months, you're, I'm, I'm just my ass in terms of like they say to me okay I want to be at um, I don't know 68 kilos at 25% body fat 
I want to be out. I want to be strong. I want to be able to sleep through the night. You know, I want my cycles to be regular and pain free. I want to have the knowledge around food and training so I don't ever have to do another restrictive diet again. I want to be free from food obsession. I'm like, how valuable is that to you? Put a price on it. Like, would it be worth a thousand for the rest of your life? I say to them, they're like, it's invaluable. And I'm like, exactly. So you have to think about it like that. It's an, because I don't know, like, I feel like we waste, and I used to do the same, you can waste so much money on shit, like shit that makes the outside feel better. Like you'll go and know, get expensive facials and shoes and handbags and clothes and buy wine and shit, but it's not actually working on you from the inside out. And I, I know that you value this too, but when I'm feeling good and looking how I want to look, and look, I'm not going to lie, I like looking how I look. Mm. And I'm not super tiny, you know, like I've got muscles and I'm not super shredded, but I'm happy in myself now because I'm strong. Most of the time I sleep well unless, you know, I'm thinking about a million fucking things in our business, which happens, which is normal. But most of the time I feel good and I wake up every day and I'm like, fucking, I feel like I look sexy, you know. Like <laughs> But I feel I feel like that's okay. It's okay to want to look good. But it's it's you know what what does looking good look like? You know, just want to feel good in your skin. Because um, some women might look at me and go, "Oh, you're far too muscly." But you know, like again, it's in the eye of the beholder. But it doesn't matter what other people think. It's about what you think, and you feel it just flows on into all other areas of your life. But I think when I'm the most consistent with my nutrition, I feel the best and I look the best too. And it's not because I'm starving myself. Eating lots of food, you know, lifting the weights, getting some activity levels in, activity in, you know. So I think you just have to ask yourself, where do I want to be in 12 months' time? Like whenever I make an investment in a coach, which is always a lot of money because now, you know, we're working with high-level people, it's totally worth it to me, mm. you know, because I just want to like live the best life, my best life. You know, and I'm not saying that everyone has to fucking own businesses and, you know, like lift heavy weights like us, but what is your best life? What does that look like for you? And I just don't think anyone can disagree with me here and say that my best life involves me actually fucking sleeping through the night and having normal cycles and energy and feeling happy in my skin and balance. Like that's just health because if you ain't got your health, you'll just be miserable, I think. Yeah. I um, did a really cool podcast with a good friend of mine who uh, we were speaking about how to nurture our children's relationship with food. And there were, there was a couple of things in there that she spoke about that I was just like, I'm going to take these and then just use them for like the, the training and the kind of health nutrition stuff that we speak about. And one of the things that she said was that we've tried to, um, we've tried to put so much like so many constraints on our kids and make them fit in with like our lives and our schedules because we're like busy, productive, you know, people, but like kids don't work like that. And it's the same with like our training. We've tried to make it convenient and we've tried to put like so many like constraints or like we've, we're just like, we want it to work around everything else we're doing in life. And we'll, but I'm like, no, but it is the thing that will help you do everything in life. Like if you have energy, if you feel great, if you're strong and capable, resilient, if you sleep through the night, if you have great cycles, like that is the thing that's going to help you move into every other area of your life more powerfully. And I just really loved how she framed that, that somewhere along the way, 
we just got into this mindset around how we've got to make it convenient and like how can we make it the the easiest quickest way or thing possible and now I'm not saying that yes Kitty and I we help women navigate like how can we make this thing more efficient like how can we support you in a yeah. way that's helpful put it into your life like not make it so hard like you know, you've got to ask yourself, like, for example, I think, Amy, like someone says, I want to train five days a week, but you can't really train five days. If you can only train three, just train three. I agree. Yeah. It's not yeah. about thinking, fuck, it has to be so hard and so, but I like what you're saying about, like, because it is going to be challenging. Like when you're learning how to lift, you're going to get in there and you're going to get frustrated because you're going to think, fuck, like at the start, especially, you're going to not be nailing the technique. But if you keep like thinking it always has to be so easy and you don't develop some grit and keep going you know yeah it's like you're just like it has to be a priority it has to be like you have to make it a priority and you have to think that it might be a bit difficult and a bit hard sometimes because otherwise you just keep giving up every time that it gets a little bit hard <laughs> sorry yeah. I totally cut off then keep going no it's and there's one other thing that she said that was she said 80% of my energy and time goes into nurturing Hazel's relationship with food. So Hazel's only four mm. and the first five years of a child's life, it's so important to develop a really strong relationship with food. Mm. 80% of her time and energy. And I went away from that and I really thought about it and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like 80% of our attention and time and energy has to go into the thing that we want, not forever, but mm. say, for example, the food stuff, like if you want more energy, 80% of your attention and time and effort has to go into learning about food, like understanding mm. your eating patterns, uh, eating more food, prepping food. And we can't really just make that really convenient to fit into our busy lives. What we need to do is like, no, we need to put everything else on like maintenance mode and be like, no, 80% of my attention needs to be on the food because I actually need more energy because I don't have enough. Uh, and I really like that. And I think that's like with everything that we want to do, like I'm sure, Kitty, there's been times that 80% of your attention has been on one part of your business or one part of like your health or 80% of your attention has been on a particular part of your relationship with Craig or whatever, well, whatever is, it is. This is a good example. So this work I've been doing with Greta, at the start I felt like it was really consuming. Like I was messaging her nearly every day. Things were coming up. It was really hard for me to like work through it. You know, we were constantly in communication, did lots of sessions, and then I had a breakthrough and it all started to sink in. And now like I, I still message her, but like it's way less frequently and I just, things will come up for me now and I'm like, oh, that's what that is. I understand that. I process it, it goes and I move forward. But at the start, it was taxing. <laughs> it felt really draining and taxing. And I think you're right with this too. You have to... At the start, it's always going to take more of your energy and time and bandwidth because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> but then if you just persist, like, you know, what they say, like, you know, you become a master in 10,000 hours, I'm not saying it's going to take 10,000 hours, but the more time you do it and spend on it, you practice, you'll make mistakes and then it just suddenly clicks and it gets easier. And then you're like, wow, this is like us with our food and our training. 
you know, I don't have to really think a lot about it now. I just do my meal plan, fucking eat the same breakfast every day. You know, I just know rough, like it's just way so much easier. And I know when I'm not eating enough and I know if I have had a bit too much stress, I need to dial things back. Like it just becomes more instinctive and natural. Mm-hmm. But you're right at the start, you have to go, I think you have to say to yourself, look, I'm preparing myself for failure and this is going to be hard. So then when it's hard and you do fuck things up, you're like, oh, this is part of the process. Yeah, Keith just said, I just need to pick myself up and keep going and then you learn. And it's the quickest way that you learn by fucking it up. Yeah. But it's not like it's you're just you're building evidence and you're building a connection to yourself. It's not even really a failure. It's just another piece of evidence of like a behavior, a habit, a thought, a story, um, inaction, action, whatever it is. It's just a piece of evidence that you're learning along the along the way along the journey and yeah sure there are things that we can do that can make that little journey that journey a little easier a little bit more tolerable and that's like the the bulk of the work that kitty and i do but um yeah I, i just feel like we need to be okay that it's going to be hard at the start because we don't haven't stretched the capacity. We don't understand it. It's like learning something. So mm. actually I'm learning Italian right now. I am, we're learning salsa dancing and I'm learning pickleball. Now me, right. I'm like, you, I'm like you, Kitty. I only like to do things that I'm really good at. I like <laughs> to be, a, I like to be a master. Yeah. And for a long time that really held me back from like saying yes to a lot of things or taking action because it was like, no, it needed to be perfect and I need to be really good at it. And I've gotten so much better at just being like, you know what, you ain't going to be perfect at it. And because you don't know what you're doing, but you need to get in there and just start learning. And I think training really taught me how to do that because training does when you go in and you don't know how to lift and you don't know how to train and you don't know how to do a skill and you get your butt kicked for so long and you have to work through that hardness and the friction and like the suckiness. But then, like you said, you come like six months, nine months, 12 months later, you like know how to lift and you can lift heavy weight or you got the skill. And that's why I think training is so important for all other areas of our lives. And it's helped me the most to be like, yep, I'm going to learn Italian and I'm going to be shit at it. Yep. I'm going to learn how to salsa dance. And at the start, I'm going to be shit. But do you know what? I'm very good at training and I know I could get very good at anything else I wanted to do, if I put the time, the attention, if I have the energy, if I put the focus in. Uh, and, you know, when I watch you, that's what I see as well. It's like, yep, I might be shit at this thing. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I know because I have, you know, built lots of energy. I know, you know, you know how to train, you know how to create all of these businesses. You've learned so much about yourself and about the, it's all in the journey. It's really mm. not, not even about the outcome. It's not even about getting there. I think it's like all the shit that you learn along the way that's like the cool stuff. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. Because it's like you just got to say I'm not good yet. Yeah. You know, like you could, but how can like think logically, people, how the fuck are you ever going to get better at anything if you don't practice? Like It's like sitting down at your piano and thinking you're just going to be able to play a song. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> It's not going to happen. This is the same thing. And just I just look at the like, I don't know you say that they're not failures, but in my mind I just think about like I've conditioned myself to experience failure like in our businesses. You know, now that we've been doing this for a while, when we have these low bits in our businesses or hard times, I just now I know I'm like 
this is normal. This is part of the overall trajectory of your business. Look how you've grown over the longer. So it's like, look at 10 years instead of 12 months. Stop, like this is like in your body goals. We say stop looking at weeks and months. Look at years in business. I think it's 10 years. Mm. You, know, like you have to look at that longer term, really longer term um, goal. And just like you say, it's just all you're learning. It's just normal. And one thing I also think is sometimes like, and this is just an example, like this is just me. I'm not saying this is for other people, but being really okay with what you enjoy and what you want in your life. So like there's times when, I, and this just made me think about this because you and the hobby thing. I'm not saying this is the case with you, but I just really fucking love working in our businesses and growing our businesses and training and doing whatever I like. And I just, there's been times I'm like, oh, maybe I should try and do a hobby. But I'm like, why are you thinking that? Is it because you actually, like you genuinely want to learn how to salsa dance and you want to do those things. And I'm like, I tried to do pole dancing. I was like, I don't even fucking want to do this. Why am I fucking doing this? Because I think that someone told me that you need to have more balance in your life and you need to, you know, like we decided not to have kids and we decided, because I think sometimes it's like you maybe only have capacity for so much mm. and think about like doesn't, don't think about what society wants you to do or what everyone else is doing. What is it that you want to do? So like some women with kids, like you've chosen to have kids, there might be things that you just can't do, like that you have to say no to at this point in time because you've made that choice and like say 80% of the time she's nurturing her daughter. So that means no to other things and that's okay. Like whatever the choice that you've made, just go all in on that choice and enjoy it and just don't worry about what anyone else is doing. And I think, yeah, just the women with the kids, I see them, like they try and say yes to too many things mm. and they're just fucked. You know, it's like we've well, only got capacity to do so much. So like but part of that I think is you have to allocate some time to eating and doing some movement or training or something because if you just feel everyone else is up, up cut before your own, you just end up, you resent people, you're resentful. Yeah. You know, maybe one day I will decide to like, I've always thought I'd love to learn how to surf and I'm like, do I really want to learn? Nah, because I just don't have the capacity right now. I'm choosing to do the things that I want and I feel good about that and I'm not now, I don't, you know, like the whole baby thing, like people, oh, you should have a kid because that'll make you happy and you need to be a mum <laughs> fulfilled and I just was thinking in my mind like that's what I need but when I really think about it, I'm like, I just fucking love my life. Yeah. I really love my life. I have a great relationship, like I really value my relationship with Craig. That's probably one of my highest things that I value in my little value tree or whatever the fuck Amy would have to articulate it better you know I really value my training because it makes me feel good and makes me feel so confident and happy and strong and I really like just going to bed early and waking up and going down to the beach and like I love taking the dogs for walk on the beach and just having breakfast out and like this is all these basic things that I like I'm like it's okay kitty you could like those things like, who gives a fuck what anyone else thinks about your life except for you? Like, just ask yourself, are you really happy? And if you are, great. If you're not, just, well, you have to do to change it. Yeah, I think about that all the time because I think about death all the time, every day, multiple times yeah. a day. Yeah, I always yeah. think about dying. What, what, yeah. think? what comes into your mind when you think about it? Well, I just think about that I'm going to die, like I'm going to die. So, <laughs> I, yeah, like I... I think that's so interesting. I never think about dying. Oh, really? I do, oh, really? yeah. It would come into my mind every day, 100%, mm-hmm. if not probably a couple of times a day. Not morbidly. Not, I don't get any anxiety about it. It's just it's a great reminder. I think she's she's inspiring to me, death. Like death inspires me to be like, you know what? What is your vision? 
How do you yeah. want to live your life and what do you want to do? And that's, I'm the same as you, Kitty. I just do what I want to do. Mostly it's zagging the other way. Everyone's zigging this way and I'll just go the other way. But as long as I'm happy, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. Yeah, like I'm the same, Kitty. I love to work. So if I want to work for 12 hours a day, I'll work yeah. for 12 hours a day. Yeah. yeah everyone's like, oh, you don't have enough balance in your life. I'm like, uh, sometimes I think about the people who say that to me, like, you don't seem very fucking happy in your life. Yeah, if I want to train a shitload, I'll just yeah. train a shitload. If yeah. I want to do whatever, I'll just, I've always been like that. I'll just do what I want to do. And that's why, you know, I've got this very strong sense of like self-entitlement or selfishness. Again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's like the shadow side of me. But it's yeah. also a superpower because that's how I've done what I've wanted to do in my life that's how I'm building the business that's how I created the body that I love that's how I have a powerful relationship with Carson that's why I'm happy because I have that sense of self-entitlement and selfishness there and I love constructing my life that way and I think what you just said construct your life however way that like however you want like don't let the culture society you know if you think about your vision think about where it's from and I can guarantee a lot of it's probably from the culture, the society, mm. or your upbringing, how you were told, you know, what you were told to, to do. But there was a really cool book that I read and it had this line around, you know, uh, thinking about somebody else's life and looking at that and just thinking about what do you find fascinating what draws you to them now it's mm. not from a comparison standpoint but if you're not clear on your vision start just maybe looking at like just other people and just being curious around hey why am I drawn to that person is there a characteristic or an attribute or something in particular that they do in their life that I'm drawn to how do I feel about that you know is it in my life would I like it to be in my life you know and then I think women don't spend enough time really thinking about their vision like what do they really truly want for their life um, because they spend so much time leading others and thinking about keeping the family afloat <laughs> whatever but vision's really important mm. and this has just made me think of something that a client said to me now these are not my words um but she has her own kids and she's a psychotherapist she's i love her she's like in her 50s and she said you know kitty my mom i really realized early on and she's not like this anymore but she's like she may taught me to be a martyr like you know, oh, I have to do this for my kids and this is my life and I have to be miserable because, not miserable, but like do all these things. And she became like a martyr, she said. And she's like, I think a lot of women with kids do that. Um, when you still have to be your own person and have your own life, it's not you sacrifice everything for your kids and yourself for your kids, but like I have to do it. I'm a martyr, which I thought was so interesting. Mm. You know, and I was like, wow, that's because her mom, that's how her mom was, she said. So that's how I was. And then I realized that I don't want to be that. That obviously, yeah, she's like, you have to sacrifice for your kids, of course, but you don't sacrifice yourself and everything in your life because mm -hmm. of your kids. Oh, no, I that was interesting. Yeah, Again, I don't, I don't know. I'm selfish like you, Amy. <laughs> I'm selfish, but I'm just like, fuck it. You know, like, but then Craig always says to me, he's like, you're, I love being with you because you're happy. Yeah. Because you look after yourself. And yeah. You don't, you, you, you. I think 
there was one thing I heard a long time ago uh, and someone was speaking about motherhood and how, you know, there are amazing women uh, leaders out there that are mothers but aren't mothers. Like they haven't birthed children into the world but they are mothers. So like think of Oprah, think of, you know, mm. these certain like figures that ha uh, have mothered people and that's how I view myself. Like I am a mother, you know. I lead women and I help nurture their relationship with food, their body. I help them get more energy, feel stronger. Like I am, there's a sense of mothering and mothership there. And mm. that fulfills me. Like that's enough for me. I'm not saying that I would never, ever have a child, but it's never been in my vision. Like it's mm. not in my plan. I don't have children. Uh, but I am a mother because mm. of the work that I do. And that for me, that's enough. And I love it. Like I love being this leader and this mother, but I, yeah, again, I won't sacrifice my, I've been in the dark hole. I've been in the pit where I've been you know, un <laughs> unhealthy. I've been in pain. I've put, you know, my, my education first. I've put other people first and I've been in the black hole. And I said to myself in 2012, when I couldn't get off the floor because I was in so much pain and I was just weak and broken and stressed, I was like, I never, ever want to feel like this ever again. And I will do everything that I can in my life to make sure that like I'm number one. I always have energy. I always feel strong. I'll always train. Or bad. It's mm. just how do you want your life to be? And then what do you need to do in order to achieve that? And I, I believe that we need energy and you need a strong body, no mm. matter what you want to do in your life. 100%, Amy, because you can't do everything else without that. It's the foundation. And now that I've done this work with Greta, I'm like this emotional stuff too is so helpful. Like I was obviously able to do it anyway because I have that solid foundation. I just do it anyway. But this has made me just feel more in alignment and feel calmer and not less stressed, you know. But I think you're right. You can't do all those other – because I feel like so many women or women, maybe even men too, they settle. Mm -hmm. They settle. Like I know women who are in relationships. I'm like, you don't really love your husband. I know that. Like from what you say to me and you're in this relationship where you're like, you're not – because I've been in that relationship before prior to Craig and I married the safe guy because I'd spent – I've only ever had two relationships, my ex-husband and Craig, and before that I just fucked a million guys, chased after these guys that just had sex with me and gave me the flick because I was desperate and needy and didn't have any self-worth. And then so the guy that came along that was 10 years older than me, had a great job, had stability, loved me for who I was. I mean, he was a, he was a good guy. Like it wasn't like it was bad but he probably wasn't really the right one for me, but he just offered me all these things that I thought that I wanted, the safety, the security, the validation, mm -hmm. you know, the house, we'd have the kids and then I would be happy and then I got into it and I realised, fuck, this isn't actually what, like, is he's not really the one. And now that I've met Craig, like, he's the one. You know, like, I feel like my relationship, I have just this great relationship that I'm just so in love with him. I'm attracted to him. We have great communication. We support him. My best friend. I just, and I think I just want every woman to have that. Mm. I was saying to Greta, I was like, do you know what we should create, Greta, is a course for single women in their 40s 
who want to find a good man and have the life that they want because I feel like all the work that she's done with me, I was like, fuck, if I was like this 10 years ago, it would have saved me so much heartache. And I think a lot of women too, they're not there, that they need the physical work on their body. So they need to get strong, they need to build all the stuff that we do, but then they need the emotional shit as well. And I'm like, we could make this incredible course for women, you know, like that's what I want to do. I was messaging her the other day. I'm like, fuck, we should do this course because I just, there'd be so many women out there like me who probably just sleep around, hate their bodies, you know, accept shitty men because they don't have any self-worth. But if they just like, no, say to Greta, I love that line in um, The Wizard of Oz, you know, Dorothy, like you always had the power idea. You just had to find it for yourself. Mm. Like we've all got it in there. You just need to find, get help to like pull it out and be your best self, you know. Yeah. It's, um, I've seen it a lot, Kitty, actually, that, you know, when, and I just, we work mostly with women, but I'm sure it happens with men as well. When Mm. you actually build a strong foundation, you get energy in and you build this strong, capable, resilient body, you know, it gives you power, you feel more confidence. And what I've seen is that it has such a massive um, impact on relationships, like especially intimate relationships. And it can go one way or the other. One, we realize, and a lot of women realize, no, I don't want to settle. Like I deserve more. I don't want to carry the load that I've been carrying for 10, 20 years. Uh, And then they'll leave and, you know, they'll leave the relationship and they have that, they have the power, they have the courage to do that and and then it goes the other way where actually relationships get deeper they get better because mm. you feel more you have energy you feel more attractive you have a sex drive again and mm. so yeah i think kind of looping it back into you know i truly believe and i know you believe this too that like training is like it is the th- training and food and energy are the things that will help you in all other areas of your life so if you want a better career or you want to change your career and you want the confidence to do that, get energy in and and train. If you want a better relationship, if you want to leave your relationship, if you want a more intimate relationship, get energy in and train (laughs) because it will. It it gives you the stability and the resilience to do that shit and face it. Like this work that I've done with Greta, if I was fucked and not eating and not sleeping, oh man, I could have never done it because I didn't have that base or that foundation there, you know, because I think it allows you to then have some resilience to face things and feel more balanced because you know what it's like when you don't sleep and you're not eating and you're just like you're a mess emotionally. Even if you're emotionally strong, you're just physically, you know, you're drained and you can't think straight. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we leave it there because you've got to go on a call? Yeah, I've got to call in three minutes. That was so good. (laughs) That was such a great conversation. Thanks so much for sharing. Oh, no worries. (laughs) It inspires women to just be honest with themselves. Yes. Then you can move forward and take action and get the life that you want and the body that you want and the partner that you want, whatever it is that you want. You may not want a partner. Maybe you don't want that. I don't know. Whatever it is that you want that's holding you back from getting what you want. Yeah, there's actually, just to finish, uh, when a woman filled out an application form the other day for Warrior School, she said, you know, I just really want to be able to live my life on my own terms. And I just love that. And I think that that's what 
training and, and eating enough can give you. It can allow you to live life on your own terms. And I think that's what we really want to be able to do, not be slaves to a body that's in pain or weak, not be slaves to no energy and poor sleep or shitty cycles. Like we want to live our life on our own terms and do what we want to do. And I just think training and food can do that. <laughs> Sister, you're preaching to the bloody choir here. I don't. Okay, Kitty Blumfield, thanks for joining me. Okay, bye. Okay. <laughs> well, that could, be the, that could be the end of the podcast, yeah. That was so good. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, warrior woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.